0: Um, sixth grade and down can be dismissed. Our sixth grade and down can go to class with Ms. Stacy if y'all want. Sixth grade and down. <clears throat> Unless you guys want to stay in here and listen to me. Alright. Romans 14. As we get ready to introduce this subject, uh, we we are all accountable. Verse number 12, the Bible says... Uh, So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. And so that's where we ended two weeks ago. Last week we just preached about getting in the game and and used it uh, the analogy of uh, Mid-County Madness Sunday. But this week as we continue back to Romans, uh, verse 12 says we're accountable, but we're not accountable to man. We're accountable to God. And everything that we do and everything that we say and every place that we go, we're accountable to God. Well, Paul then switches, the, switches it and immediately goes into verse number 13, how important it is that we live our life a certain way, because not only are we accountable to God, but there are those who watch and follow behind us. Now, as a parent, I have those that follow behind me, and that is my children. But as a Christian, I have those that follow behind me, as a pastor, I have those that 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 want to follow the the under-shepherd that God has given them. But guess what that means? I need to lead and live a certain life. But not only is it the preacher's job to live and lead a certain life, you Christians, as well as me, we have those that follow behind us that we ought to lead a certain life. Because there are those who watch us that you have no idea that they even watch you that will come behind you, that will follow you. In verse number 12, we're accountable to God. Verse number 13, I believe he makes us accountable to man. Verse 13, let's read. Let us not judge, therefore, one another, one another anymore, but judge rather this. That no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall to his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything is to be uh, anything to be unclean to him it is unclean. But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou charitably. "'Destroy not him with the meat for whom Christ died. "'Let not then your good be evil spoken of, "'for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, "'but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. "'For he that is these things serveth Christ, "'is acceptable to God and and approved of men.' Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one one may edify another. For meat destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure. But it is evil for that man who eateth with no offense. It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended or is made weak. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned. If he eat, because he eateth not of of faith, for whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So now we're going to look at this text. I'm going to do my best to explain it as we go through it. But again... He is mentioning this eating thing, this eating. Well, you, your brother's getting offended because you're eating something. If you go back to the text, you understand simply this one thing is that at this time period, Jews lived, had been raised to eat certain things. They were not allowed to eat certain things, they were only allowed to eat a certain set of group of food. Well, the time came when, when, Uh, on uh, people that weren't Jews had started getting saved people that were Gentiles people that were of a different race than them started getting saved and they were having trouble understanding that it's okay that they don't eat or they eat what I don't eat and it's okay that they want to eat a catfish when it's unclean. And I don't, I don't want to eat that type of fish because of, uh, so, and in that being said, he wanted also to explain as well, look, if it offends your brother that I eat catfish, then I don't need to eat catfish in front of my brother. Because we need not to offend each other on purpose. The, The Bible says in Proverbs that a brother offended is harder to win Than a strong city with walls. So if I can offend you. Then it will be harder for me to talk to you next time we hang out. Because you'll start building a wall. Because I've offended you. So if it's a stumbling block for me to do something. I ought not do it to someone else. And so the title of the message is Christians. But ultimately Christians we need to do some things. And that's what we're going to talk about. Number one, (coughs) excuse me, number one in today's message is Christians, we affect each other. Verse number 13, the Bible says, not to be a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. As a Christian, we need to make sure we understand that we affect one another. (coughs) A Christian who, per se, there's a Christian who's been saved a long period of time and you do a certain thing and those that follow behind you, the Christian who comes behind you or the new Christian that comes behind you and they see you doing something, you can be a stumbling block to them because they're like, ah, it's all right because they're doing that. Or I can go there because they're going there. And so, look, my life, I don't live unto myself. I live unto the Lord, but those that follow behind me, or those that live with me, or those that I work around, or those that I go to church with, I can affect in a terrible way. I can make them stumble. You say, what's a stumbling block? A stumbling block is any cause of stumbling that which causes error. There are people, there are people who will never go to church because somebody who was a Christian did something that caused the other person that was watching to stumble. I ain't going there. I ain't going there. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Look what Paul says. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse number 23, he says, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Paul says in this text, back in Romans chapter 14, he says, (coughs) he says in verse number 15, he says, But if thy brother be grieved with thy meat, now walkest thou charitably, Destroy not him with thy meat. All things, look, I had a person ask me the other day. They asked me if, uh, if uh, a certain, he said, do, do you, is something wrong? He asked me if something was wrong. And I said, Look, I don't do it. I don't do it. But it's not necessarily wrong. But it's just something that I don't do. The Bible says all things are lawful to me. All things. I can do anything I want to do I can live the life that I want to live and the Bible says that all things and Paul says all things are lawful for me but then Paul also follows that statement with but not that all things are expedient what does that mean hey I need to live a life and I need to do those things which are good because those that follow behind me may stumble because we affect each other and it is so important as a Christian that we live a certain life because <coughs> this world has labels out that, that guy's a Christian. Oh, that guy's a Christian. They'll lump all of us together. Well, did you see the way that guy act? Well, all of them must act that way, and all of them must live that way, and all of them must go there. But I'm a Christian. All things are lawful. All things are lawful to me, but not all things are expedient. There are places I won't go that I can go in, but I'm not going to go in just because... If someone sees me in there, what is the preacher buying? Where is the preacher going? All things are lawful for me, but not all things are expedient. But you're the same way. All things are lawful for you, but not all things are expedient. You shouldn't do everything you do. Why? Why? Because you could cause someone else to stumble. Not only do I live, I'm accountable to God, but I'm accountable to other people. Do you see where they were? You can affect those that become behind you. If you're a parent, guess what? You affect your children. The Bible says train, uh, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he'll not depart from it. Look, <clears throat> I cannot make my children, they are get to a certain age, I can't make my children do what I tell them to. They become adults. Guess what? I can't make them do what I tell them to. I can't make them do what I hate suggest that they do. But I, the training that takes place is not the training at 18 years old. And the training that takes place for a child is the training that takes place when that baby begins to understand right from wrong not when that baby gets seven and not when that baby gets 10 but when that baby understands when they touch something they need not to touch and that training is important why why because that is what God gave me and I have but one arrow when I shoot that arrow it ain't ever coming back and what I teach my child I can't unteach them I have one arrow I am accountable to God but not only do I have one arrow with a child but I only have one arrow with my life you might be able to change directions with your life but your life will always affect those that are around you always always Christian we affect those that are around us. You'll never get past that. You'll never understand. Because, I don't understand. Why, you, why why don't you go there? <coughs> all things are lawful to me. But not all things are expedient. I ought to be careful as a Christian because those that come behind me, I don't want to be a stumbling block to them. Not only those that, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. I shouldn't have smoked all weekend. <laughs> number one, Christians, we affect those that are around us. Number two, Christians, guess what? <clears throat> we affect those that are around us. But number two, Christians, we need priorities. You say priorities. I need priorities in my life. That's right. Look in verse number 16. He says, the Bible says, let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. He that is is in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Look in verse number 6, verse number, (coughs) good night. Verse number 516 uh, 16, or 7 I'm sorry, 17. He said, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Hey, we're not in this to drink and to eat. We're not here at church to eat and to drink. That's not what we're here for. We ought to set our priorities. Look, I've seen or I have heard, I've never been a part of it, but I've heard of churches that have had splits over the color of the carpet that was placed in the church. I've heard churches split over the color of the pews that were going to be put in the church. That's stupid and it's silly. But I've seen churches and I've seen Christians get upset at each other over something they ought not get upset over. Well, I got my feelings hurt. Well, I got upset. What are your priorities? My priorities. All right, thank you. Uh, What are my priorities? My priorities are is serving God. And so regardless of what somebody says to me and regardless of what somebody is against me, my priority is not you. I'm sorry. My priority is God. And so if somebody upsets you or if this preacher says something you don't like, Hey, don't get upset at me. I'm just the messenger. But ultimately, you, your priority, where's your priorities? Your priorities ought not be about you. Your priorities ought to be about serving God. So how do I live my life that I might serve God? How do I live my life that I might please Him? Ultimately, most people live their life to please themselves. They live their life to please themselves. Me. Take care of me. How does that affect me? Where is that going to put me? And the reason people get upset when someone says something about you is because you're too worried about you. Me. Me. Where's my priorities? What are your priorities? What's important to you? What's important to you? me first or god first me first or god first i would hope that it would be god <clears throat> and the issue is it's not how does this affect me it's how does this going to affect you Because what I preach and what I say and how I live will affect everyone. And how you preach, you say, I don't preach. Yes, you do. Every word you say. I heard a statement said, it says, your walk talks and your talk talks. But your walk talks louder than your talk talks. You can do all the talking you want to do. But unless your walking matches your talking, then you're out of line. And you'll be a stumbling block to those that come behind you what's your priority he says he says look in verse number 17 he says for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink it's not about the silly stuff it's not about the little stuff who cares who cares what color the carpet and who cares what kind of that kind of stuff is it doesn't matter okay he says but it's about this look in verse 17 he says but the righteousness and peace and joy and who in the Holy Ghost we need to have our priorities about God our priorities about the Holy Ghost our priorities about righteousness our priorities about peace our priorities about joy if I'm worried about my righteousness and my peace and my joy I'm not worried that you that you said something to hurt my feelings Christians fight on what would be non what would be non-existent if they would worry about being filled with the Holy Ghost and being filled with righteousness and being filled with peace if they would worry more about that than worry more about the non-essentials majoring on yielding to the Holy Spirit number one we affect each other number two we need to set priorities number three we need to help, help each other. <coughs> Look in verse number 19. The Bible says, Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and, for, and things wherewith we may, what? Edify one another. Look, he said, verse 20, he says, For meat destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. The Bible says and teaches us that we need to grow, we need to help each other grow. Did you know, hey ladies, did you know that you have a job in the church? Did you know that, ladies? The Bible says in, in, in uh, Titus chapter 2, the aged women, you said, are you calling me aged? I don't know if, if the boot fits, I don't know. The Bible said the aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. In verse number 4, he says that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to, to, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at the home, good, obedient to their own husbands, Obedient to their own husbands. Uh, obedient uh, to... Okay, anyway. Sorry, I got stuck there. Move the track there. <clears throat> that the Word of God be not blasphemed. So the older women in the church are supposed to teach the younger women in the church how to live and where to go and how to do. That's what the job of the women of the church are to do and and not only do the women have a job men have a job 2nd Timothy 2 verse 2 he said in the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also the men of the church are to take the younger men of the church And to teach them to teach others also. Every person has a job. To teach those that are behind you. And the life that I live. Teaches them more. Than my words will ever say. The Bible says in 2 Peter. That we are to grow. In the grace of God. And as a Christian. My job. Your job, just because I'm the pastor, doesn't mean that I'm not a Christian and doesn't mean that I have the same responsibilities as every person in this pew. I'm going to do everything I can and I'm going to serve God with everything I have and be involved with every ministry I can be involved in because I'm a Christian, not because I'm the pastor. Why? So that I can teach others also to do the same. What are you teaching them to do? What are you teaching them to do? Number one, we need to help. We need to uh, affect one another. We need priorities. We need to help others grow. And lastly, number four will be done. <clears throat> we need not, Christians, we need not to force our opinions on other Christians. You say, what? Just because I think, and it's my opinion, doesn't mean that I need to force you to believe what I believe. Hold on. You say, so I'm not tell, supposed to tell them the Bible's true? that's not an opinion well am I not supposed to tell them that John 3 16 is the truth no my opinion is different than what I believe based on fact there are opinions I have I don't have a Bible verse. I don't have a Bible verse for them and you're not going to have me you're not going to hear me up here preaching about my opinions I might say, this is my opinion. I'll tell you what I think. But I'm not going to preach my opinions. Because that's not what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to preach this. And guess what? You are too. Look Look at the rest of these verses. He says, He says, hast thou faith, verse 22, have it to thyself. Before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he allowed. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. Uh, He's going back to the eating thing. He's telling them, look, it's your opinion that you can't eat certain things. And it's okay if he wants to eat whatever he wants to eat. Don't force how your eating habit telling everybody. Well, you don't eat right. You you can't be right with God. No, it doesn't matter. You eat how you want to eat and I'll eat all the fatty food. I mean, all the foods I want to eat. All right. It's my opinion. It's your opinion. It's what he says. But listen, and he closes this and I'm going to close with this. For whatsoever is not a faith is sin. I don't care how you live where you go or what you do but if it's not a faith then it's sin if you don't have faith in what you're doing and you and it's not faith that's telling you to do what you're doing then it's what sin so have you done something in sin yes or no hmm have you ever prayed in sin never yeah you have you've asked in prayer something you didn't believe would ever take place just doing it out of habit oh I gotta ask you didn't ask it out of faith you say well that's never me I have never asked I've never prayed a prayer without asking in faith I have I've asked something that God would do and uh I kind of, yeah, maybe God would do it, maybe he won't. But whatsoever is not a faith is sin. So if my life is not in faith, and my, the life that I live, and my talk that I talk, and the walk that I walk is not in faith, then what is it? Sin. So Where, where are you at? Where am I at? I know where you're at. Thank you for your input. Hey Christian. Are you living in faith or is it sin? You don't live unto yourself. You live for everyone else. You live Now you live for God, but then you also affect those that are around you. Now, who are you a stumbling block to? Or who are you not a stumbling block to? <clears throat> and to help each other grow. One of the worst things I've ever seen done is see a young person get on fire for God and an old, old, grouchy, old, crotchety, old man stands there and goes, well, did you see where he was, did you see what he was used to do? Did you see where he used to go? Oh, yeah. And put out that fire, that young man. Because of being grouchy. I've seen it. I've seen a young man get saved at church camp. And come home all excited that he got saved at church camp. And mama said, don't. Uh, you, uh, uh, no." Uh, uh. Two months later, he was out of church. He's all upset that he got saved. Because he got saved again. Don't let you be that mama. Don't let you be that old man putting out someone else's fire. Being a stumbling block to those that are around you. Let's pray. God, I thank you for today. I help.